I'm very thankful today to be joined by Randy Holtgren. He is the president and CEO of the Illinois Bankers Association. Mr. Holtgren, thank you so much for your time. Well, great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. And for folks who may recognize your name, uh, you have been in public service before your post as president and CEO of the Illinois Bankers Association. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, yeah, thank you. Well, grateful uh, to have had the opportunity to serve in elected office for 24 years. Uh, so served in Congress uh, out in Washington for eight years from 2010 to 18. And then before that, 12 years uh, in Springfield, eight in the House and four in the Senate. And then started out uh, in the, on the county board up in DuPage County, up in the northern suburbs. So uh, loved serving, but also really grateful uh, to be away from it. Uh, it is, it's a, as you know, thank you for your service. Uh, as mayor, uh, but also it's it, it, it's difficult. It takes a toll, and uh, these are difficult times uh, to serve. I guess all times are, but this feels like maybe especially so. So love working with bankers, uh, love the passion that they have to help people pursue their dreams, helping them plan for their futures. So it's been such a great honor uh, for the last three years to be president and CEO of the Illinois Bankers Association. We've got a huge number of banks in Illinois. We're uh, neck and neck, uh, Illinois and Texas, with the largest number of banks uh, that are domiciled in Illinois. We've got over, well over 350 banks domiciled uh, in Illinois and another 50 plus that do business in Illinois. So uh, we are absolutely one of the largest banking states in the country, which means people have good options. Uh, they can really decide which banker uh, is the right one to serve them, which bank is the right one to serve them. So been a great privilege, uh, but also a challenge, as you know as well, Illinois continues uh, to be a challenge uh, in some ways and certainly has been uh, for banks. So we're always very ever vigilant of things that are happening in Chicago, uh, Springfield, and also out in Washington, D.C. Randy Holtgren is with us in the reason for our conversation today is that the Illinois Bankers Association is highlighting check fraud. And, you know, the use of checks has declined over the last 10 years or so, maybe 20 years, maybe would be able to go as far back to, to watch that data. I'm not sure. But the the amount of check fraud, however, is on the rise. Talk to us a little bit about what's fueling this uh, phenomenon. That's yeah, it's it's a great question, and it is it's it's uh, it's blatant of uh, this uh, huge increase of this criminal activity. So just between uh, 2021 and 2022, we saw an 86 percent increase in the amount of check fraud reported in Illinois. Almost 24,000 cases of individuals and small businesses and families that were. Uh, victim of check fraud. Uh, so uh, in the last 10 years, it's been about a 250%, or I'm sorry, 350% increase uh, in the amount of check fraud. So just massive amount of increase. And it is interesting, well, like you said, with less people writing checks, more people using technology to transfer money, why criminals are seeing an opportunity here? And I, I think that's just, it's a great question uh, that we're still trying to find the answer for. I think there are a couple things. One is, uh, and this is really important for for me, for all of us uh, who have older relatives, my parents are in their late 80s, uh, still write a lot of checks. Um, you know, other aunts and uncles, neighbors who are a little bit older, those are the ones who write the majority of checks. And unfortunately, we see 
criminals uh, oftentimes go after people who are older. And I think that's part of this. I also think it's uh, part of it that they've seen some vulnerability with the post office of ability to grab mail out of uh, post office uh, boxes, mailboxes that people have. We've even heard multiple cases of uh, postal workers being held up, not for money, but for their keys, their keys being stolen. So criminals could get access to mailboxes to steal mail, to go through and find checks. And so uh, it is, it's a real concern. It's expensive on average to uh, about $2,400 of loss uh, that uh, people are dealing with. Banks are right there wanting to help uh, solve this, make customers whole, but uh, people need to be aware of it and know how to respond quickly when they see something that doesn't look right to be able to get a hold of their banker quickly and together with the banker get a hold of law enforcement uh, to try and be able to catch criminals who are doing this type of activity. One of the ones that I think is quite fascinating is the circulation of fake checks to facilitate these overpayment scams. Uh, talk to me about yes. the details of that. Yeah, so there's really two main kinds of fraud that we're seeing. One is a very old-fashioned crime. It's basically 30, 40 years old, which is uh, basically check washing, uh, which is where people will steal a check and then uh, change be able to use some chemicals to get the ink off, to be able to change the payee, to be able to change the amount. Hearing again, over and over again, checks written for $20, $30, $40, all of a sudden being cashed for $3,000, $4,000 to a totally different entity. Uh, so that's check washing, checks being stolen and being uh, changed, modified in some ways. The other thing that we're seeing really does tie into technology where there's so much more peer-to-peer opportunities to be able to buy and sell things, which is a wonderful convenience. Uh, you know, it's basically like an online garage sale with anything that you have, you can offer out on, you know, Facebook Marketplace or other spots to see if somebody would want to buy it. The problem is, again, criminals are seeing an opportunity here, and especially larger ticket items. You know, if, if I'm selling my car for $3,000 and someone says, yes, I'll buy your car for $3,000, they show, show up and say, oops, I accidentally wrote the check for 5000 just go ahead and deposit it and wire the balance back over to me. They take my car, I wire the 2000 over to them and find out that it was a false check uh, that doesn't clear, that bounces. So I'm out the car, I'm out the money, all of this. So again, it's uh, it's one of these with peer-to-peer where people are using checks, overwriting the amount and asking for cash back or money being transferred over to an account where the money gets drained out and then uh, that person is gone. It was a fake account, fake, fake ID that they used to open that account so different things that are happening but uh yeah just it drives me crazy you know again that uh criminals are are this focused on taking people's hard-earned money uh makes me sad but we need to be aware of it and uh the more that we're aware the more that we can take precautions the better of uh watching our accounts closely Uh, the good news is uh, it's never been easier for people to be able to look at their balances to keep track of money coming in and out of their accounts by using apps on their phone. So grateful again for uh, bankers and banks that really have tried to make it as convenient as possible. But I also think some of that convenience has played into criminals. Uh, You know, it's more difficult when I'm automatically paying my bills each month, you know, where it's just uh, directly, uh, 
either deposited in my account or withdrawn to pay a bill. It's hard for a criminal to get access to that. So I think that's why they're targeting checks, uh, is this is their one area where they still see some opportunities. So uh, people who do write checks, it's, there's important things they can do of using permanent ink when you write the check, um, watching your account to make sure that uh, it, nothing funny is going on there, that you're seeing that follow through to clear uh, and it's clearing to the right person. Um, watching that but you know the, one of the things i love is this ability to deposit checks automatically remotely uh on my phone uh to not have to go to an atm or to my bank um, branch but just be able to deposit it from my home but i think it makes it more difficult for bankers to be able to they don't hold that check you know it's uh it's just an image of it so i think again that has sparked something in the minds of criminals where they can maybe try and abuse that but if you use permanent ink if you make sure you're getting checks from reputable sources uh if you're watching your account if you refuse to take money over the amount uh when you're buying and selling from somebody you don't know. All of these things really do protect people. And I guess last thing I would say too is be in contact with your banker. They really are there for the for you. They love helping you, serving you, making sure that uh, you can pursue your dreams. And when a nightmare situation comes up that you're able to respond quickly, be made whole uh, for that loss, but then also go after the criminal, uh, that law enforcement, hopefully can find that person so somebody else is, is, is not defrauded. Randy Holtgren is with us today. He's the president and CEO of the Illinois Bankers Association. It came to my mind as you were talking that over the last 10 or 20 years, we heard many news stories about various sorts of digital hacking, about identity theft. And so I think maybe particularly older people said, well, I'm sure glad that I'm just still sticking with yes. writing these checks because this all this online banking stuff isn't secure and this will be you know, a more secure way of, of doing things. But I suppose that, um, you know, this interview is highlighting the fact that um, while I can understand the logic behind that sort of thought process, it's not yes. necessarily playing out in real life today. No, no. And it's, you're absolutely right. I think that's such a good point uh, where a lot of people were afraid to do the digital. And I understand that. Um, but, you know, it's just recognition again that uh, criminals, are amazingly resourceful. Uh, it's frustrating when I see still so much help wanted out there where I feel like there's a good legal work for people to do. Uh, they shouldn't have to go steal hard, hard-earned resources from other people, but it's happening uh, and we need to protect people, especially loved ones who maybe still do write quite a few checks. There's probably many of your listener, listeners who don't write many checks anymore. Uh, so keep an eye out for people that you care about, neighbors, parents, aunts, uncles, make sure you're helping them uh, watch their accounts to be safe and protected. If you do have to mail a check, don't leave it in your mailbox out by the street. Uh, take it to the post office, bring it into the post office, drop it in the mail slot, and then keep an eye out over the next uh, week or so to make sure that it clears for the amount that you expected it to clear for. Randy Holgren has been our guest today. Randy, uh, I'll give you the final word. Anything else you want to mention before we let you go? No, just grateful, Will. Always uh, good to talk to you, and again, grateful for your service, uh, certainly of educating people, but also serving there in Murfreesboro. Uh, grateful for that, and just encourage listeners, um, bank bankers are there to help. Uh, if you do have a question, if you do have an issue, if you do have a problem, they would love to be a resource for you, so reach out to your local banker uh, and let them know how they could help, and, and they will respond, so thanks for having me on.